you know, we millennials, so all the education that our parents gave us was go to school, get your education, and don't bring no babies in my house. That was like all that we mm. was taught. Right, right. Hey, church on Sunday, go to school, get your education, don't bring no babies in my house. So we got, the, I feel like a lot of the push that we got for degrees was that's because what our parents shoved down our throats. We didn't, right. well, I mean, obviously right. they didn't know how the internet was going to kind of reshape the sure, workplace sure, and sure. work culture and what the stuff that we was going to do. But most of the things that we can do now to make money, we didn't even know was a possibility when we were, you know, going through high school and planning for college and stuff like that. And had we known that yeah. these avenues were open to us, you know, half of us probably wouldn't even be in student loan debt because we would have picked a different, you know, thing. Like our parents didn't really push trades on us. Like trade schools. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly what I was about you know to say. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like if, yes, if yes. you, if you was a nigga that did a trade, it was almost to the effect of like either you were stupid in school and couldn't remember nothing. So you got a trade, <laughs> you know, that's, not, that's the, that's the message. I'm not yeah. saying they were stupid, but that's like kind of yeah, yeah, like yeah. the messaging they gave. That's what black dads do. <laughs> I knew he was about to do that, man. <laughs> That's what black dads do. He waited Bruh. for me to open my mouth, and he <laughs> gonna let that. He just... really did. He really did. I knew he was about to uh... do that. I knew he was about to do that. <laughs> he waited for me to open my mouth, and then he goes. That's what black dads do. That's hey, what black wisdom, dads do. man. That's wisdom. Hey, well, as you can see, we in the, we back for another edition of Melly D's podcast. You know, as always, I'm your host, Melly Mel. And, you know, we got Dr. Life Coach Lace in the building and your boy Yo. T.Roy, a.k.a. Wholesome Troy. It's late night. It's I'm not going to hold night. y'all. This is for the listeners. Mm-hmm. This is. I'm on this joint tonight off of the strength. My off boy is tired. Of the, <laughs> uh, off of the strength of the bros and off the strength of the, the dedicated listeners, man, because I'm exhausted. Uh, if it was up to me, I'd be laying down, you know, right now. But the guys was like, hey, man, what time we getting on? What time we recording for the folks? I tried to pass off on y'all. I ain't going to lie. I tried Twice. To, to cancel Twice. all night. He, he tried to <laughs> and I, kn- hey, bro. I won't go say nothing, but he definitely yeah. did. Hold on. I Before ain't going to hold you. I ain't, I ain't gonna, gonna hold you, you, but you know what I'm saying? I'd be all right if we don't get on this joke. You hey. know what I mean? <laughs> I was tired. So just bro. to let everybody know too, this go this this joint ain't coming out on Monday how it normally does. It's probably gonna come out Tuesday or Wednesday just to give everybody a heads up. Hey, well, if you dropping it me. Tuesday or Wednesday, just go get it when they get it. We ain't gotta announce it. <laughs> I'm well, just saying. <laughs> well, you got you got the text message talking about some. Hey, I we did. not gonna get no manly D's this week, I did. so I just want to let them know. All right, because of the, right. because of the brethren, you know what I'm saying? We we going we going to drop a little hey, I really don't be knowing how how tapped in people be until they tell me, bro. So I be yeah, like man. sometimes I just when I'm tired and I don't want to record, I just remember those times where I be out in public and somebody be like, "Hey man, I just listened to the last episode. Y'all had me dying laughing on that junk." <laughs> then when I be tired and y'all be like, "You trying to record?" In my body sometimes I be like, "No," nah, but then I know there's somebody on the other end waiting for that joint to drop. So you know, I appreciate it. You know, that means something to me because people actually listening to it. You know, so it is, man. So I'm on a lot of people. Strength. A lot of people appreciate the uh, the transparency with Valentine's Day and your daughter too. Like, yeah, I got a lot of joint. I got a lot of love on that. A lot of fathers was on my side with that, bro. A lot of fathers. <laughs> That's what's up. That. That's I appreciate what's up. It. We were on your side too. So don't we were like too. No, no, we no. was on your we side. We were just messing with you though. Nah, y'all, Lace was gassing that joint up, bro. 
<laughs> he was. And he was. I love it, bro. I love it. I do. I Again, it. I can't fault I can't fault the young man for being proactive. I'm just saying, I can't fault the young man. But and he like he know what he like. What's wrong with that? It's a lot of niggas walking around that don't know what they like. That's kind that of That is a good point. I ain't heard his name since Valentine's Day, so you know. Hopefully it stay that way. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Hopefully it stay that way. You know what I'm saying? But I just want to say that it's not really my fault that I'm so tired that I didn't want to record because Lace and Troy both canceled early this week. Don't do that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't, don't do that. It had don't us do the day. So they don't did, do that. You know, I just don't want Lies everyone to deception. think it's just me. We was ready Lies to go deception. on Thursday. Nobody, nobody canceled anything. <laughs> yes, we was ready to go on Thursday. You had something to do. Then we tried to get up on Friday. You had something to do. Had something then. to do. True. We tried to get up on Saturday. You had something to do. <laughs> so <laughs> So look, I got good reason to time, bro. I'm telling you, legitimately. I've been busy. I've been doing too much. I've been trying to slow down. I've been trying to make a point to say no when people ask me to do stuff. Uh because I I'm tired, bro. I'm doing too much. And it's not necessarily things that I shouldn't be doing. It's just everything that I'm responsible for, you know, it just all hit me at one time. So I can't really take mm-hmm. nothing off my plate. So I'm just you know what I'm yeah. saying? Tired. I thought about calling in Trust tomorrow. Me, I know the feeling. I know the feeling, brother. You talking about you was gonna call in to work? Yeah, I might. We'll see when by the time I wake up to get the kids ready for school, we'll see how I feel. If I ain't feeling it by then, I'm a I'm gonna take me a mental health day. That's what the Hey man, take you it. a day, man. Take you a day. Ain't nothing wrong with taking a day. That's what the young kids be calling it these days. Mental yeah. health. And we we a need them, bro. We need them, bro. I took I took one uh this past Monday myself. And I made sure that I didn't do anything work related because although I took off from work, my mind was still at work. Like, what are my coworkers doing? What assign? What, what emails coming in and all that type of stuff? And I was like, nope, mm-mm, I'm gonna get this uh, massage gun up out the case. I'm gonna charge that up. My legs was aching. I needed. To, I needed a massage, so I gave myself a massage. Uh, my man gave myself massage. I gave myself massage. He said I was charged up. I was <laughs> charged up. Do that joint actually work, Troy? I be seeing people. You got the little yes. guns with the ball work. on yes. the end of it. Yes, that it does work. For real? Yes, yes bro. Yes. They be hustling them joints in the mall. Every time I walk by whoever working that joint, be trying, hey, can I show you this uh, joint? I be like, nah. <laughs> nah hey, bro. forget nah, all good. that. Go to TJ Maxx. Go to TJ Maxx. Get you, yes. you know what I mean? A regular smegular, and it all works yes. fine. For and real. I'm going to tell you straight up. Obviously, the people who made them joints did not patent them joints right because there's no reason. Because when they first came out, they was like two hundred dollars. Oh, now they still you, are. You can get they them for the low ski, and yeah, it's still quality, bro. They still quality. So mm. go ahead and get you one. I I'll try it out and see. I'll try it out. I'm about to start stretching though. As I'm getting older, I'm realizing that my limbs and stuff don't move like they're supposed to move. So I'm about to start doing a daily stretching routine. Uh, because with you making noise, getting in and out the bed, that means you got <laughs> <laughs> you got to make some life look. adjustments, bro. You got to make some life adjustments. So I'm gonna start bro, doing daily yeah. stretching. I get out the bed in the morning time. It sounds like you know, you know, like that packaging paper that you can pop the, uh, the little <laughs> bubbles and stuff like that. Bubble That's rack. what that joint sound like in the morning time. It sound like you rolling a bowling ball over top of that joint. It's a pow, 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 pow. 
I ain't gonna hold you. T dot he is a quality stretcher. I've seen him in action in the gym. <laughs> Got to, I'm bro. talking about nose to knees. My boy is is limber. <laughs> Chill, limber. bro. Chill, bro. Boy, I, Chill, I said, bro. yo, T. <laughs> You know how most hey. cats just do a little stretch here and there. T-Dot had nose to knee. Like, he was he, out there. <laughs> let me tell y'all this right now. The exaggeration. I will admit, I I will admit, your boy flexible, but I ain't that flexible. The exaggeration that Lace has on on it right now. No cap, as the kids say. No cap. I said, hey, my boy is stretching, stretching. Like, Chill. Chill. Oh man, got to man. Because if you don't, you gonna suffer from it later. If you don't, you gonna suffer from it later. <laughs> Chill, Mel. Come back. Come back, Melvin. Come back, Melvin. Come back. Hey, I thought my boy was trying. Oh. Hey, I was. I was shocked. I said, "Yo, T dot going hard over there." Yo, Lace got to chill, bro. Lace got to chill. I got tears in my eyes, yo. Chill, bro. The only reason I'm laughing so hard is because I literally can picture Troy with his Yo, nose, nose to knee, nose to knee. My man was getting it. <laughs> hey, Troy, why I'm can not you picture that? Team, bro, I'm trying to. Why can you picture that? It's because I'm an athlete. Is that the reason? No, why it's because you can it sounds like something you would do. Because when you commit to something, <laughs> you go all the way in, bro. You like me just in a different way. When you when you get into something, you get into it, bro. So I, I could picture that joint. Like you getting a good stretch in. And you like, I'm, I am I got to get this stretch in. You I got to, you bro. Because otherwise you're going to feel it the next day. Major. Nose to knee. My goodness. My boy was I ain't mad, it. Troy. I, I'm trying to get limber like you, bro. I'm not even being facetious. <laughs> I ain't trying to get for be facetious. Limber bro. Troy. Limber Troy. Quads, uh, quads be stinging going up and down the steps. Cause the bro, house, I'm like, yo, I need to stretch this joint out, bro. Have you ever been asleep and you catch a cramp in your thigh and your hamstring yeah. and yeah. that joint ruined your whole night? It's been several times I caught a ha- I caught a hamstring, um, a pull in my hamstring uh, while I'm asleep and I ended up like on the floor because the f- I don't know, man, I don't know why, but I was on the floor. <laughs> I'm going to quit being vulnerable on this podcast. Yo. I'm going to let y'all know right now. It's I'm not that you being vulnerable. And Lace can't take nothing seriously, yo. We be I'm talking about how black people on this always laugh and ain't got no business. And Lace is a is a violent offender, bro. <laughs> you right. My bad. My bad. No. Lace on everything, is a violent bro. offender. No, I, can on, I, can only, I can only envision uh, Troy's wife like, yo, this nigga edit again on the floor. <laughs> like, this <laughs> what we do. <laughs> Because when your hamstring, when your hamstring, go, uh, <laughs> when you when you get a hammy, uh, you don't know what you do, especially when you like it's that late at night. It's like you're discombobulated. You don't know what's going on, and yet you just end up on the floor. Mm. You know what? I I refuse to be vulnerable on this podcast anymore from here on out. I refuse. Hey, the people appreciate your vulnerability. Troy. Hey, bro, keep, keep being up, vulnerable, bro. Keep, keep it up, man. Keep being keep vulnerable. I'm going to join you as I usually do get vulnerable. You know what? Now that I think about it, Troy, 
I'd be equally as vulnerable as you, but I don't think I get enough credit for it from the listeners, man. That's true, and man. I'm you a, do be I'm vulnerable, you, bro. I'd be vulnerable <laughs> as hell the on this podcast. The thing is, though, you be vulnerable, but you be telling you be telling it like you a comedian. That's the problem. Troy just is raw dog vulnerable. You are more so like comedic vulnerable. <laughs> okay. Maybe that's why people don't be giving me credit because I ain't going to hold that's you, Troy. I'd be hella jealous when I be reading the comments sometimes. And people be like, I appreciated Troy's vulnerability on this last episode. I appreciate everything he bringing to the podcast. I'm like, nigga, I'm talking about my life on this podcast. You talking <laughs> right. about, you talking you about your appreciate life. Troy being vulnerable. I'm like, I need to start feeling the love more. I'm like, I know I'm vulnerable on this podcast. I know Troy ain't the only one. Troy hey, definitely I a fan to... favorite, though. The people be having your back, Troy. Where they y'all do, see yo. these comments? Yo, I don't, I don't see they these be, comments at all. It's all over the internet. Go read it. Everybody be having your back, bro. Y'all, they be on like, you Instagram? Start picking on Troy. Troy's a vulnerable Troy. Look, the Instagram yeah. comments. The I like Troy comments. the best because he just, he just so wholesome. And I'm just like, man, that nigga ain't <laughs> shit. Ain't no. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, ain't nobody say that, Lace. You making stuff up. <laughs> Golly, y'all the worst. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not at all. I'm not at all. Y'all be getting nah, side Troy, comments. Troy I don't. I don't get the side comments. I don't get the side comments. No, they be on the thing. I I be mm. reading them things. I be reading them. You be the first person everybody be talking about. Mm-hmm. Usually, usually the only the only comments that I've seen of myself have been like either people being geeked up at something that I said or they be just in agreement with me about a particular topic that we talk about where they be like, I agree with Mel or this or that, whatever. But they'll never be talking to me about how I be vulnerable and being on here sharing my life and inviting people into my space and nothing like that. You know so, what I'm saying? Cool, though. I mean, T-Dot cool. admitted cool. he was a, a um, F-boy last week. Ain't nobody say nothing about that. about that. Ain't nobody say nothing about that. Ain't say nothing about that. But let As let Lace say something. Lace got to be an a hole and all this other stuff. But you know what I'm saying? T dot he a f boy. He ain't getting no slack. Hey, I got to uh, Yeah, we yeah. It's yeah. wild out here, man. It's wild out here. That's what happens it's when you the cake, I guess. Here. When you the cake. Nope. <laughs> when you the cake. All right, y'all. What we no, talking man, about? No, man. But uh. Uh well let me I I want to share something real quick and I don't know if it's gonna make the cut or not but with this this week I I had the opportunity to sit down with a mentor well a person who I am going to I'm esteeming as my mentor and um because she's in a space um in higher education where I'm like I I really admire and I'm like it, in order to get to where you want to get to you need to have mentors in those in those um areas that are higher above you and you know what and in, in the midst of me admiring her and her position you know she shared one of the things one of the most things one of the things that stuck out to me the most about our conversation was she said you see me in my uh where i am now but you mm-hmm. didn't see what was going on behind closed doors right um you know and stuff like that and um and cause she said, I'm a, I'm a person too. I got feelings and I, you know, I go through stuff like, and it was, it was really good to be able to hear her be vulnerable and be open and, you know, to show the humanistic side of, you know, being a boss, you know what I'm saying? And, um, I don't know. I just wanted to share that with the group that I had a really good conversation with a mentor this week. And so it, that's it, what's it, up. It, that's what's I mean, it what helped came, me, it helped me to realize what came from the conversation. Or are you just letting us know you had it? 
Um, no, he realized I, that it took something for her to get into that space. Like we are, oftentimes we see the end result, but we don't know the process and the, the things that go behind the scenes. Okay, um, I get you. I get you to help somebody get to where they're going. So I follow yeah. you, T Dot. Yeah, yeah, and I want to shout out T Dot too, man. I had a um, a panel this week. T Dot showed up, suited and booted, pocket knife fully loaded. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and the, hey, he held it down. T Dot was in the mix, man. Shout out to T Dot for showing up, man. Shout out, yo, Mel, yo, Lace gave a shout out to the podcast. You know, we gained about three or four different listeners just off his shout out alone. Girl stopped the whole panel discussion. Was like, wait, what did you just say about a, a podcast? What's the name of it? Let me look it up real quick. Did you say uh, what deeds? Deeds what? Uh, manly deeds. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, let me get on that right now. It's like, yeah, man, it's it's really good to. And I, I realized too that you know sometimes if you want to get out there, you just got to just mention yourself. Yeah, uh, just, you got you know, to. Just just mention it. it's a little marketing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. One of, an old head told me a long time ago. Uh, one of my mentors, he said, "You got to you got to get in front of. You can either tell your story, or somebody else will tell it for you. So you might as well tell your it. story, or somebody else gonna tell it for you. Nothing wrong with plugging yourself. So you know what I mean. Tell it or somebody Control go tell the it. Control the narrative. Control the narrative. Now I'm, I learned that a lot um, as well, but I learned that early on in age. That's why I say now I'll tell them myself before I let somebody tell on me. If you think you about right, to tell, right. uh, Big you facts. know what I'm saying my story. I'm gonna tell that joint first. Um, so I can control the narrative. I don't need you putting your own spin on my joint. That's it. So if I had to, uh, if I had to give a word of encouragement to our listeners, if you've been um, hesitant on getting yourself a mentor, go ahead and get one. And uh, the best thing to do in your first conversation you have with them, just ask them, "What's your story? What's your story? How'd you get to where you got to, and stuff like that?" And then build build from there because you'll be surprised that. They were people who just who who started who were in the same position you were, um, for sure. And they they just they just broke the barrier, you know. Because sometimes you could easily you could really feel stuck. You could just really feel stuck. Uh, we all feel that 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 moment of feeling stuck. And I felt stuck, and she she was like, "Hey, we've all been there before. Just keep on mm-hmm. working. Just keep on working. Yeah, keep grinding. Keep grinding. Chopping wood, carry water, baby. Keep grinding." Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that my mentor back in the day um, did give me solid advice one time, and it was something that I had never considered before, and it was talking about life balance when it comes to our associations and our uh, friendships and things like that. And basically, um, he was saying that every person should have three levels of, of relationships, and basically in the sense of mentorship being one, and that's uh, someone who can you know pull you up or pro- provide you wisdom. And then the second layer would be peers or people who are on your level that iron will sharpen iron that y'all can brush up against. Y'all got similar experiences to help each other get through. And then people who are, quote, unquote, I'm not going to say below you, but people who that you can pour into and help pull up. So someone that can pull you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say someone that can pull you up, people that are on your same wavelength, and then someone that you can pour into and, you know, basically recycle that that thing. So I started looking at my life that way. and I feel like it's ever since then I've structured my life to be set up just like that. People that can pull me up and give me wisdom, peers, you know, like y'all, and then people that I, you know, pour into and try to help mentor, you know, myself. So I would say for each of you that's listening, male or female, um, try to. I would say to structure your life that way. It definitely helps to create balance. Uh, it'll grow you. You'll learn new things. And then um, you don't really know how much you know until you start pouring into somebody else 
and what they have Fact. going on and giving them wisdom Fact. and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> try it out. <clears throat> and let me tell y'all this right now. Let me air out a frustration. Don't be the nigga that don't want to listen to nobody. That mm. is the most frustrating. When people care about you, they take time out to pour into your life and you don't want to listen. Hey, well, uh, the Drewski mean. <laughs> Have at it yourself, my boy or young lady. I ain't a. Hey, I, I tried. I tried. I tried. I tried. Ain't nothing worse than a, a hard-headed person, my man. Ain't nothing worse than that. Well, you know, for, for I, I understand what you're saying. I view it a little bit differently because sometimes I think you just plant seeds, and as the good book tells us, you can plant seeds on good ground, on poor soil, et cetera. Mm-hmm. It's up to that individual to cultivate it and watch that seed grow. So at the end of the day, all you can do is plant the seed. Whatever they do with that, that's on them. So I'm not going to you know, focus myself on what another nigga doing if they take my advice or not. You know what I mean? Whether that is I've been true. there before. I've been there. I've done it. Whether you take it or not. So I think that's the difference between um, knowledge and wisdom. Um, Samora just dropped a, a special on Netflix, a comedy special, and she dropped that nugget. There's a vast difference between having knowledge and having wisdom. You can have the knowledge. Knowledge is doing something. But the wisdom mm. is knowing how to navigate and move correctly. You know what I'm saying? So knowledge versus wisdom. I tell you all day. But, hey, it's up to you what you do with it. You know what I mean? So That is true. And I guess I'll add to that. The person who is sharing with somebody who is hard-headed, don't grow weary and well-doing. Just keep mm. <laughs> just mm. keep on That's it. Keep on trying to do well because even though That's they may not want it, hey, you, you, at, least, at least you tried. At least you tried. Yeah. Hey, I've been the hard-headed person before, so I'm going to speak on behalf of hard-headed people. Uh, <laughs> I... I, I I've been the hard-headed, you know, friend that wouldn't listen or what have you and not making excuses for hard-headed people because I think some of us are just hard-headed in nature. But for a lot of a lot of us, and I'll use me as an example, you tend to become hard-headed with other people's advice if you've always been in a situation where you've had to do everything yourself. If you've never mm. been in situations consistently where you can rely on other people or other people show up for you and you always got to navigate your own challenges by yourself – you know, or come through by yourself, you start to not necessarily want to hear what other people have to say because at, you start to feel like, well, I'm going to have to do it by myself anyway, you know, so why mm-hmm. do I, you know, care? Or how can you tell me when you don't even know what the hell I'm, you know, dealing with or doing on the side or whatever? And until I started being around consistent people who would actually not just tell me about it but would show up with me or, you know, be there with me as I went through the process, the more I open, I became to listen to what other people had to say, the more I was able to be coached and stuff like that. So I'm going to say for the hard-headed folks out there, there's always time. I'll say it that way. There's always time, always room, you know, but, for growth and stuff like that. I'm just be open do you to equate it. that to Do you equate that to a lack of trust in others and you only trust yourself? Or, like, what do you mm. um, equate that to? Because, again, if I tell you uh, don't drink and drive – and you do the shit and you end up in a ditch, like, you know not to drink and drive. So I'm just like, how do you find balance in what you're going to adhere to and take in as wisdom and what you want? I think it's a mix of what you just said. Like I said, and some people are just inherently hard-headed. They just want to do what they want to do. They don't want nobody telling sure, them Sure, that's to true. Do. I don't care what you have to yeah. say, you know, this and that. So I think that there is a can be an element or a mix of the two. I think if it's one of those situations where, someone knows what to do 
and they do what they want want to do anyway, I think that that's the you know the line, you know, to mm-hmm. to answer your question. If stupid stuff like that, like if you know that they know, you know, obviously you know that's not good ground. Uh, but if it's a situation where you know, maybe they are being hard-headed because they're stuck or they don't have the exposure or the knowledge or know-how that mm. you have. So it may be that they appear hard-headed because they don't know no different. We all have that tendency to revert to what we know, you know, so we sure, only can sure, go sure. as high as our exposure. So if I don't have another uh, resource to tap into another part of my brain to offer me a different solution, I'm going to continue to repeat that same, you know what I'm saying, cycle I dig or it. action. I dig it. I dig it. Mel, what are what was the turning point of when you realized you were a hard headed person? Uh, I kind of always knew I was hard headed because people would always tell me that, you know, if enough people tell you something about yourself, you start to believe it. So people would just be they say I was stubborn. They'd be like, you hard headed, this and that. True. Uh, All true. So I would I always <laughs> would <laughs> see. So I was never it was never a shock to me, Troy, that I was, you know, hard headed or stubborn. Uh, or things like that. And, you know, I would say for me, I think a lot of the, a lot of my stubbornness and hardheadedness came because a lot of times I was never really hearing good stuff about me. So Mm -hmm. I had to start relying on myself to tell me who I was or to build confidence or growth in me because I would always hear the negative about me. Oh, you stubborn. Oh, you hardheaded. Oh, you got a bad attitude or whatever. So it was like, no one was ever really praising me for anything good like none of the other attributes that i had that i like i've always had these things mm-hmm. like the stuff that mm-hmm. people talk about now like the my go get a spirit or being charismatic or funny and all like i always had those things and people just would never acknowledge those parts of me or aspects they will always just talk about the negative parts of me so then i just kind of turned off you know other people's words and just was like i'm gonna just you know I'm going to live in my own head. I'm going to tell myself what I want to tell me about me and I'm going to do what I want. And so it came from that. But See, I, I, don't, I don't think that that's, I don't think that that's bad though. I think that that's actually a good thing. And I don't consider that necessarily hard headed or stubborn because that is somewhat the, the opinion of others. But if you're telling yourself or affirming yourself in certain ways, positive or negative, then that's, what's going to grow. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's all in, all in balance because we all hear things. Oh, he, this, he, that she, this, she, that whatever, but it's really what you feed into to yourself. So tuning mm-hmm. that noise out, I wouldn't necessarily consider hard headed um, or stubborn. I think being hard headed or stubborn is attributed to, um, actions that you can show in certain, you know, situations or whatever. But I feel you on your point. I feel you. To answer your question, Troy. It does. It does. Um, because for a hard-headed person, me being hard-headed too, um, there it's it's really hard for you to be able to see yourself and see how, mm. why why that is. You know why you are the way that you are. Why you know what is problematic with it. And so I'm just curious as to, you know, how people, you know, came to that realization for themselves. I know for me, it was all everyone always trying to share words of wisdom with me. And I just I would never listen. And it and it almost led to my death on a few occasions. Mm. Um, And I I think after the third almost of running with death experience, that's when I was like, all right. Alright, I need alright. <laughs> Damn, my nigga over here like a cat. He over here talking nine lives and shit. Yeah, Lee. 
yeah, right, I might have to change. I might have to do something different. Uh, yeah. yeah. Third time's a charm. Yeah. See, for me, I think it was somewhat different is because people always had a certain expectation due to, like, you know, who my parents were, their status in certain arenas, that kind of thing. They just had a certain expectation for um, Lace, and I just went totally against that. Like, nah, you're not going to put me in a box. I'm going to do what I want to do, and that's just kind of what it is. So I think we could also box people in in a certain way where there's such an expectation. And for me, I'm like, look, I'm not going to live to a certain expectation because as soon as I fail to meet that expectation, y'all going to judge me anyway. So I might as well do what I want to do and let the chips fall where they may. (laughs) No, so I think really – to your point, Lace, I think that was my problem. I didn't really have balance um, with that. I kind—I think I kind of just took it all the way to the extreme. That's why I think that's why I sure. said I was hard-headed and stubborn because I didn't mm-hmm. balance, like, turning it off in the sense of picking and choosing. I just turned everybody off. And gotcha. was just like, I'm going gotcha. to just do what I want. And if I'm being real honest, uh, I honestly, I just don't like being told what to do. I don't like nobody telling me what to do. That's fact. Like, yeah, that's fact. Like, I, if yeah, I'm, yeah. like, I've learned that more and more as I've gotten older. Like, the more I'm in the workplace, the more I grow in my career and stuff like that. It's not that I actually hate working and stuff. It's that I don't like somebody telling me what to do. And yeah. I get frustrated <laughs> with it because at the moment where I am right now, I don't have the resources or the things in place to be able to do my own thing to the point where nobody mm-hmm. can tell me what to do. So then right, I have right, to continuously right. live in this system every day that I hate being in um, and having to be subject to someone else telling me what to do and stuff like that. So then it, I've just repeating this cycle of frustration, but that's really like the root of it. I don't like to be told what to do. I'm, I don't need to be told what to do because I mean, unless I ask for help told what to do in the sense of direction and God is not necessarily be here at this time, do this, do that, do whatever, because I'm a self starter. I don't need to be micromanaged. Like some people can trust mm-hmm. me with things. Like if you give me a task to do, I can execute the task with the right directional instruction, but it's just the other stuff, you know, and I'd be like, no matter where I work, I always change. I don't always change jobs, but I'd be changing jobs thinking that if I do something different or go to a new whatever, I'm going to have a different experience. But after that six months, six months settling, six months to a year, I'd be like, this ain't it's it all either. the same. It's, it it yeah. ain't right. it either. Right. Like, you know, so I'd be like, I just don't want people telling me what to do for real. Well, I think, too, that goes back to people not really knowing their people, like what they need, because most leaders have a universal approach to how they lead everybody and everybody don't need to be led like that. You know what I'm saying? So I think Mm -hmm. you have to really tap into people's strengths, their attributes, um, you know, because I oversee seven different areas. I don't lead any seven, any one of the seven the same because my leaders are different within each. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Some people I have to have high touch points with. Other people, I might not even talk to them the whole week. You know what I'm saying? They text mm-hmm. me like, hey, Doc, you good? <laughs> I'm straight. <laughs> you straight? You know what I'm saying? So it's like that. Kind of, but a lot of times people have a universal um, mindset in how they approach um, leading their, their people when everybody doesn't um, need the same um, level of connection, engagement, like that kind of thing. Yeah. But I would be remiss if I did not state that Lace had a vulnerable moment right now. We all shared aspects of why we are hard-headed or stubborn, etc. That's true. So, to the listeners that say that I'm not vulnerable, okay. Now you know. Now you. It know. was 
it was vulnerable light though. It won't vulnerable heavy. <laughs> it was vulnerable. So that there's levels of vulnerability. See, that's your there problem. Yes, that's, that's the, yes, there, that's, there that's is the problem, levels, folks. There are that levels the of vulnerability. This and is why we, we all got to start somewhere. This is why relationships become unbenefited because at the end of the day, <laughs> you bitch and moan about me being vulnerable. <laughs> then when I am vulnerable, we complain about that too. Enough. Okay, exactly. I'm not vulnerable enough. I'll this is what I be talking about. <laughs> this is what I be talking. We all well, got to start you, somewhere. Now you, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now you feel how I feel when I am vulnerable and I get in my, y'all come at my neck. Okay, so welcome to the daggone club. <laughs> Look. Mm-mm. I'm telling you, you got everybody got to start somewhere late. So I'll give you a gold star for your first. I appreciate vulner, that. Vulnerable thank you, moment. thank you for that acknowledgement. I appreciate. Yeah, it. you know. Thank you. I, keeps the people going. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give Lace a gold star for uh, his level of vulnerability. I'll take it. I'll take my gold star. I'll take my gold star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but trust and believe the day the day that I can. Set myself up to where ain't nobody telling me what to do. I'm I'm jumping right on that joint. I'm gonna make an announcement. Y'all will know when the I day feel comes. that. I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. The fifty five. What y'all gonna do to help us so we can make this our life? That we can make man right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. What y'all gonna do? You Sponsors. not sharing this video? Sponsorship. <laughs> Patreon subscription. What y'all? What y'all on, bro? What y'all, y'all gonna do? I need for y'all you to get share on it. This. I have more time throughout the week. I could give you two, two, three. Because Mel don't want to work no more. <laughs> <laughs> work no more. <laughs> Look, it's not, okay. It's not that. It's not that. I, let me phrase it properly. It's not that I don't want to work no more. It's that I want to do the type of work that I want to do. Fast, right. still you, be able bruh, to take care of my. You life. are a free spirit, and anything that considers that is considered to cage you in. You don't do I'm well. A, I'm I know a, you I'm well fight enough. up against it. Yeah. For real. Yes. So yes. you will you will go out on your sword, scratching, clawing, etc. Because you Facts. don't want no boundaries. And with the Absolutely. second, you, you're just a free spirit, and that's okay. You know what I'm saying? But that's 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 you. Now, have y'all ever wrestled with this though? Like all the education that we got, we got more degrees than Fahrenheit in this in this uh, <laughs> on this podcast right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what all edu- I'm saving that joint. My nigga, yeah, that's, that's definitely. Well. I'm actually gonna use that tomorrow in a meeting. I'm, I'm gonna use that in a meeting. We got more degrees than Fahrenheit in this podcast. In this so, I'm- <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly the context I'm gonna use it in too. Man, these stupid motherfuckers. In this motherfucker. Y'all trying to come at me? <laughs> you should have never put that in my spirit, Troy. You should have never gave me that, bro. But go ahead. I appreciate so, you. How how do y'all feel considering that that statement that if you were to do something that you and and to be prosperous about, I guess, you know, you know, have some prosperity on it, but you don't have any you're not doing anything you did in regards to your degrees. You know what I'm saying? Let's say tomorrow we do blow up as podcasters and we don't need our jobs no more. Could you I mean, how would that make you feel about all the time that you, you know you put in you know, previous prior to this and all that type of stuff. That would not bother me one bit. Not at all. At <laughs> all, bro. Not no, even I would a little not bit. Care at all. Because the thing not is, not a little bit. The thing is, you you learn critical and um, skills that are tangible and transferable, regardless. So for me, the greatest 
coach has been nothing that I've actually learned in the classroom or that I put on paper. It's life, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yo, we can hang this shit up tomorrow. Sit tomorrow. Me, <laughs> my office up, mail me my stuff. I ain't even going to give a two-week like, notice, bro. I'm, <laughs> oh, matter of fact, ain't gonna be no y'all can keep the notice. stuff. Y'all keep everything in the office. Y'all can keep all of that. <laughs> for real, for real. I'm not going to be mad at that at all. And you know what, Troy? Nah, I think not at all. For me, like, because I, I do work in the arena where I of my degrees, so I am using my degrees and stuff like that. But now that I'm over here, the way that I've been able to elevate, I didn't even necessarily need the degrees to do what I'm doing right now. Right, right, like, right. If right, I right, had right, known right, right. that, I probably wouldn't have gotten the additional degrees because, you know, we millennials. So all the education that our parents gave us was go to school, get your education, and don't bring no babies in my house. That was like all that we mm. was taught. Right, right. Church on Sunday. Go to school, get your education. Don't bring no babies in my house. So we got. The, I feel like a lot of the push that we got for degrees was that's because what our parents shoved down our throats. We didn't. Right. Well, I mean, obviously right. they didn't know how the internet was going to kind of reshape the sure, workplace sure, and sure. work culture and what the stuff that we was going to do. But most of the things that we can do now to make money, we didn't even know was a possibility when we were you know, going through high school and planning for college and stuff like that. And had we known that yeah. these avenues were open to us, you know, half of us probably wouldn't even be in student loan debt because we would have picked a different, you know, thing. Like our parents didn't really push trades on us. Like trade school was looked exactly. down upon. Yeah, I was, you, exactly, like, exactly what I was about to say. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like if, yes, if, yes. You, if you was a nigga that did a trade, it was almost to the effect of like either you were stupid in school and couldn't remember nothing, so you got a trade. <laughs> You know, that's how, that's the put that's the message. I'm not yeah. saying they were stupid, but that's like kind of yeah, yeah, like yeah. the messaging they gave. You know, so it was like nobody pushed us to, you know, some of these other things. It was like college. College was the only way for you to be successful and make money and all mm-hmm. these other things. So that's what we went we went after. So sometimes I think that's what frustrates me even too is like I feel like I'm living somebody else's dream or somebody else's mm. expectation for my life and not necessarily you know, what I want to do for myself, but I haven't, like most of the rest of us, haven't been set up with the foundation to be able to pick and choose and do, you know, right, what we want right, to do. And you just right. start living life yeah. to be able to take care of yourself and your obligations. So that's why I'm, what I'm saying. And to be real, our parents low-key set us up for failure. Like, let's, let's, I mean, we're successful, <laughs> but they set us up for failure because Yo, at the end of the day. Explain that, explain that. Hear me out, hear me out. Them niggas got up and worked in, I'm speaking on my people. They got worked in nine to five. They had extracurriculars and those kind of things that they did, et cetera. But I never heard my, my peoples ever talk about how their CEO got into their position. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of CEOs, are particularly um, arenas where it's family um, owned mm. or, you know, generational wealth, they didn't mm. go through XYZ to get, where they were, it was handed to them. So at the end of the day, they're going through what they think or what they are being told that transitions to us. Oh, you got to go to school if you want to do this, that, and the third. As Mel mentioned, I would love to be a plumber right now. I would love to be, you know, X, Y, Z right now because at the end of the day, they eating off rip. You know what I'm saying? Think about the when you um when you if you have a luxury vehicle, you go and take it to one place to get it serviced. You got to take it to the dealership. The mm-hmm, dealership mm-hmm. have mechanics who are certified. I had to get um I, I had to uh I got to get r- brakes and rotors on my whip. Call them up. Oh, the the person that's certified in that is not in until Wednesday. You mean to tell me I can't get my stuff done until <laughs> Wednesday cuz there's one nigga out of everybody one person out of everybody in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> so, all of that? Nah, man. We we low key I understand the message cuz that was what they were being told and they wanted sure. us to have better. 
but that better is not the pathway that was pushed to us per se, if that makes sense. You can have better and be in a good place without having the, the credentials or the aspects of a four year degree, those kind of things, terminal degrees, et cetera. So that's why I say they low key set us up because we were never told the big picture per se, you know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure if y'all's parents ever told y'all this back in the day, but my parents on several occasions told me to turn my video game off and go outside and play. Do you now niggas making know? money. I, making money. Making millions set, look, playing video games, bro. <laughs> millions. If I knew that I could have made money playing Madden. I mean, I was already making money playing Madden back in the day because I was doing neighborhood tournaments and stuff like that. But if I knew that it was going to turn into what it was now, all them times when my parents used to say, you ain't going to be able to make no money off that video game. You can't do nothing with that mm-hmm. video game. Stay off that video game. All the work that I put in to get past the levels without no damn memory <laughs> card, nigga. So I ain't have a. We didn't have a memory card. We couldn't just pause it and come back and pick it up. I had to. Right. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about now. You know, Miles be on the video game and stuff like that. And you know, a lot of parents are against that. But I'm like, you know, back in the day, I probably would have been one of those parents. But knowing what I know now about esports, right? And all these other right. type of things. Like, if he's really into it. He could learn how to be a video game designer. He could be an esports person. He could do coding. Or just something that he wants things. to do for fun. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm yeah. saying. So now I try to be open to it. I actually look for video game camps and stuff like that to get him into to learn about the software development, how they do it, how to build the games, how to play the games and stuff like that. Because if he's into it, I'd rather him be super focused on something that he's into that he can, you know, do some type of work with later, sustain himself and be happy with what he's doing, and try to force him down you know, whatever I want them to do. And I already had a conversation with, you know, Sharita and my parents as well. Like, I'm not forcing my kids to just go straight into college after high school. Like, Mm -hmm, if they mm want to take a break after high school to live life a little bit, learn who they are, and then go to college or something like that, like, I'd be perfectly fine with that because, you know, for a lot of us, we went to college straight out of high school and didn't even necessarily knew what we wanted to do as a career. Absolutely. And And you should know what you want to do in a lot of ways. You you should know. know. we done went to school. We done did all this stuff. And now we got debt. A lot of us are changing fields, changing careers. We paying for degrees that we ain't even using. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, if that's the thing, if all that we going to school for is to make a living, there's a lot of other ways to make a living now than just. Fact. fact. And you can make and a I'm not good, against sustainable education. living. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah. not against education, nothing like that. But college ain't going nowhere. And the price ain't of college going keep going up. But you got to think about it, too. You talk about esports. Colleges are creating esports programs where you can go and get a degree. Yes, for for esports. And think about too, when we were in the height of COVID, with the um, with deliveries and those kind of things being delayed. If you ain't have a CDL, I don't have a CDL. So if I wanted some, I had to wait for them to. So it's it's a, it's a huge system that we have to tap into, and we have to give um, you know our kids a, a full scope of the picture so they can make sound decisions some people ain't built for school and that's cool you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but you can find other pathways to truly be successful etc um and it's it's an ever-evolving um system around us because what our parents went through and they're growing up vastly different than what we experienced vastly different than what our kids will experience those kind of things and i know why they pushed education on us because our parents grew up during the time well like my grand my grandmother pushed education on me she grew up at a time of segregation and then mm-hmm. uh, integration and then um, people uh, were getting killed for being um, 
at, at certain schools and stuff like that back in the day. And she was, and for us to have the privilege to go to school, cause she didn't have the privilege for us, right. for us to have the opportunity to go to school. She was like, yo, you need to go to school. Cause basically they living through us. And I, I'm, I'm appreciative of it because to be quite honest with you, like Mel said, I didn't have any direction. So if I didn't have any direction, at least let me take the scholarship real quick to give me four more years to get some direction. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but, but yeah, I, I, uh, I think Melvin, to add to you what you what you're saying, if we are able to lay out uh, a possibility of plans for our kids, maybe even help them explore a little bit more about their interests and stuff like that, and then lay it out like a smorgasbord, like which which what what do you think is good for you? You know what I'm saying? And then support them in that area. I, that's the, that's basically the biggest thing. But my grandma straight up, she was like, "You not staying at the house?" Because she knew what I was gonna do if I stayed at the house. I was gonna do a bunch of nothing. I was going to yeah. probably bring some kids home, yeah. like Lay said. You know what I'm saying? I was going to bring some kids home and probably be flipping pizzas at Pizza Hut right now. That's probably it. But that's the thing, though. You have to, although you're not pushing a certain narrative, you have to put every, you have to give them a menu. And right. in that menu, this is what, you know, you can um, per, aspire to be, et cetera. You know what I'm saying? Just like, I mean, and the thing is, in a, it, in a lot of ways, like I'm a, I wasn't a first generation college student, but I'm the first person in my family to obtain um, a doctoral degree. And them niggas don't know the difference. No way. My uncle, as soon as I told him that I had my, well, my mom told him that I had a doctor. Yo, can you write me a prescription? Nigga, I'm not even that kind of doctor. <laughs> so niggas don't know no way. <laughs> like, so come on, man. <laughs> And depending on and depending on the field, like depending on the field that you're trying to go in, the doctorate, none of that mean anything. Like it ain't gonna get you. Exactly. I mean, not, let me not say it don't mean anything, but in the sense of it's not gonna. No, it's an accomplishment. That you work it, in, yeah, it's right. not gonna yeah, get yeah, you right, any yeah. more money. Usually, right, people are right, right. going after the degrees to get more money, but after a certain point, right. it don't really get you any more bread. It just gets you status, you know, notoriety, other things like correct, that. that you correct, 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 correct. And I guarantee, if you poll most uh, minority folks who have a doctorate, terminal degree. They did it to really prove it to themselves that they could do it. it really, really had nothing to mm-hmm. do with that's true. Anything else, or they were, you know, somewhat of a legacy in some form. They saw that in their family, that kind of thing. But most people um, do it because just it's a, a you challenge yourself to see, you know, see if you can actually obtain it and do it. And lace, you are one hundred percent right. For me, the only reason why I would get that is because I would want to challenge myself to see if I could do it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I hated every minute of school. I ain't like no part of it. I never have liked school. But I, at the time, well, number one, I I needed it to prove it to myself that I could finish something, start something, finish it. Uh, But then at the time, I also thought that I was going to need it for the types of things that I wanted to do career-wise because of Mm -hmm, where I was mm -hmm. going. So I thought I was taking those stepping stones only to realize later that I didn't really need them, (laughs) didn't really need them. Uh, and then half the stuff I learned in my master's program was so outdated by the time I got into the field, I had to go back and reteach myself, Yeah, you know, yeah. all the all things, the material, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. for those that don't know, I'm a digital marketing expert and digital changes rapidly, you know, so by the time you go through two years worth of a program, digital, the digital landscape has changed so much that you have to pretty much relearn or, you know, almost start from scratch. So it was like, I did all that work only to get done and have to redo certifications or reteach myself or spend time on the weekend watching YouTube videos and reading books. So it was like, I could have just forewent, you know, or foregone, however mm-hmm. the hell you say it, 
the masters for a win. Like I like that. For a win. How the hell you say that, Joe? Uh, I could have for a win that thing. study, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad hey. at the end of that But it also goes to show too that even in our experience, a lot of times um, we just aren't given enough information to make sound decisions. We are told this is what you need to do, et cetera. But in a lot of arenas, as you mentioned, Mel, you don't even need that. You know what I'm saying? Like I think about like in the IT world, you know what I mean? Like we went through a hiring process for um, someone in IT. Oh, well, they don't have this credential. They don't have that credential. You don't need that in IT. You don't need a, a you know a doctorate in information technology to be a information technologist. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you go through the go through the Google program. Oh, I mean, certifications, those kind of things. So you have to look at it from a different lens. But that's also um, chipping away at the um, patriarch system that we've been put into, where you have to have to even get a chance. When a lot of times we get a chance so late that it's not even on an even playing field by the time we get in the door. Big facts, big real, facts. Real. And I'm gonna tell y'all right now, I'm not trying to push nobody down no career field or career path or nothing like that. But if you want to be able to make a lot of money and potentially be able to work remote and you know do your own thing, IT is the wave, yo. Like, oh, absolutely. IT, IT is the wave, and the My more nigga. I get, <laughs> I realize what these niggas is doing. When I realize that, I mean, they are doing work, but they not really doing work. And some of them right, make it double right. what we making to not do no work at chill. Easy. I'm like, bro, all I had to do was bruh. a three month certification program just to get started, and then YouTube the rest. Come on, bro. It literally makes no sense. Turn your computer off and turn it back on. <laughs> that bitch will work, <laughs> and there will work. Come on, bro. Like legit, I'm sitting in a board meeting last week. Like Troy said, we got more degrees in here than Fahrenheit. In Fahrenheit. <laughs> Nobody knows what to do. This nigga come in with jeans, shoes untied. Oh, this what do 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 whole work it. And and y'all wanna know we can't figure this out. <laughs> we can't figure this out. Trust me, I'm telling Tell y'all me, this bro. right now. Trust me, I kick myself every day because I dropped information technology uh program when I was in undergrad. And only I I dropped it because of one class, C. I I got in that class and I took I the first week after the first assignment or something like that, I got a C. I was like, oh, no, I'm not about to mess up my GPA. <laughs> Switch my whole major because of one class because I was getting a C. And all I had to do was study. I, I was one of those kids is like, I, I, wanted, I just want to show up and be able to show my intelligence. And that's that's how it is. Just because I didn't put in the extra work, I got a C and I draw and I kick myself in the butt every single day. Once you it's learn real. basic coding, man. Once you learn basic coding, it's so much stuff you can do with IT, man. Once you learn basic coding, it's like the possibility is endless. In the tech world, they be treating niggas good in the tech world. And if oh, I yeah, could then they do. Have, yeah, have they gone do. back they and do. picked, I would be a techie. If I could, I tell you what, you want to expose somebody's intelligence, pull up an Excel sheet and tell them to put some motherfucking formulas in that joke. Hey, you want to expose somebody's intelligence? I cannot to this day. I am not proficient in Microsoft Excel at all, brother. At bro, I be seeing people putting formulas. People be like, these two columns work together to make this column, this formula over here, taking these numbers into account. I'm like, hey, build build it. Tell me how to use it. Yeah, I can't do none of that, bro. I can't build a formula. I barely know how to put them. Uh, most I know how to do 
enter the information, change the colors on the backgrounds, and I know how to sort from A to Z alphabetical <laughs> order if I want to. <laughs> I know how to highlight all the numbers and get the hey, sum, but hey, I don't I'm know nothing you, else. You want to expose that, somebody and make them feel real dumb? Pull up an Excel spreadsheet and say, "Hey, I need you to put." <laughs> Well, Mel, at least you got a start. At least you know how to sort. That's that's a good start right there. Legit. That's a good start. That's wild. Oh, man, hey, that's funny. Yo, Troy, you shared that video of that white lady trying to tell people how to say rude stuff in corporate speak. Oh, that was Lace. Lace said that, yeah, uh-huh. And the it just jumped in my brain this weekend because that junk came back up on the timeline when I was scrolling. I'm wondering... Why do we do that if we all know what it means? Why are we mm, all playing the mm. game of using corporate jargon and making jokes on the side because we know what someone's really trying to say instead of just saying it? Why can't we all just talk how we want? That's what I why be do telling we gotta people, say, yo, Why do we like, have to yo. do that? Okay, hold on. Before we go too deep. Why do we got to say, as per my last email, and we try to find some nice way to say it, it's just, <laughs> instead of just saying, Nigga, oh, did you, you read what I said? What I can read? <laughs> Nigga, did you read that? Like, <laughs> 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 Listen. Why I gotta play this game with to, you? You know what I'm trying to say. To bring everybody up to speed, there's a there's an Instagram video of a lady on on a panel, and uh, they're asking her questions of how can you say how you feel in a professional way. And um, one of the questions uh, they asked her like four or five questions. One of the questions that stood out to me was, how can you say that this is a you problem and not a me mm-hmm. problem? And mm-hmm. she said something along the line. She said, well, this appears to be something in your pure, pure view. But um, if I can find if I can have any assistance to you, uh, just please let me know. I was like, "Ooh, that was that was a good one. That was a good one. So that's what Melvin is talking about. All right. Continue, Mel. Yeah. So I mean, using that same stupid example. Stuff like that. Yeah, it is stupid, man. I, I agree. It's stupid. But to use that same example um, that Troy just gave. I have a, another solution. Here it goes. Just don't respond to the email. Because if it's not in my Bruh. job description, I'm just yes. simply not going to <laughs> respond to that shit. So that's just what it is. Like, I'm not, like I tell my colleagues, uh, I'm not going looking for problems. I got enough that I have to deal with already. I'm not Ooh. going to extend myself looking for more issues to have to deal with. So, yeah, we're not doing that. Lace, that's a whole word right there. I got enough problems of my own. I'm exactly. Not I'm not no going looking for problems. more. <laughs> I'm going to look for more for. So, yeah, we good. But yeah, I agree I, with you. I, I it's stupid. Right. We play the it's game. It's just stupid. We, we play, play the, the game. game. All of us are playing play it, and we know that we playing it, and we talk about it after the fact because we know what the other person is trying to say. Why yeah, don't we just yeah. be ta- Why don't we just talk? I'm why can't we just you, talk? I'm, I'm going to tell you why, Mel. Two letters. H-R. That's the reason why we mm. play that game. We play that game so that we don't we don't create any evidence of us creating a hostile environment because they See, already that, look at. Well, hold on. But listen, but they already looking at us as being hostile in the environment anyway, which is which is a prejudice and a bias that they're that they're that they're expressing. So we play that game just so we can remain professional, but yet still express how we really feel at the same time. See, but that's the thing, Troy. As someone who has HR within their portfolio, that's bullshit. And I'm going to tell you why. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, at the end Thank of the you, day, as soon as you ask someone, because I had this situation just last week, my manager's creating a hostile work environment. Okay, 
I'm intrigued. Tell me why or how they're creating a hostile work environment. Well, they want to meet with me every week because I'm on a performance action plan to make sure that I am adhering to the plan. Now I feel as though I'm being micromanaged. Well, you need to be micromanaged because you're on a performance action plan. That's not hostile. That is you, them trying to get you to do what you need to do to keep your job. So what would you mm. like? Would you like the pink slip today? Or would you like to adhere to this performance action plan so we can have a hostile work environment to get you where you need to go? Or we cannot do this at all and you can pack shit up and leave right now. So what would you like? <laughs> Nothing about that is hostile. Oh, I didn't think about it that way. Obviously you didn't. Hence why we're having this motherfucking conversation. You and that's why idiot. you're on the performance plan now, nigga. <laughs> exactly. God, as, dog, as, bro. That just be pissing me off. Like, as a matter of fact, <laughs> as a matter of fact, for that for that supervisor to meet with them every week means that they want them to succeed. And, that, and that's exactly what I told him. I was like, they want you to be successful. That's why they want to meet with you. And bro, and if we being totally honest, that that manager does not want to meet with you once a week. They don't Correct. even want to have to meet with you. They already upset that they got to meet with you. Facts. Yeah. You exactly. should just be doing your job. I don't even want to have Bruh. to meet with you this much. <laughs> so I'm just like, like people, yeah, people think just, I want to do that. They got the not laced and got me in my in my manager's bag. I'm not I'm not ungrateful about the success that success that I've had in my career, but the cost of leadership sometimes don't always feel like it's worth it at the end right, of the day. Right, like, right, sometimes, right. like being honest with you, bro. Like leading these people, especially y'all niggas, bro. Like I don't know what what the hell going on with y'all. I'm saying y'all, bro. Like I don't know what the hell is going on with y'all, but leading you niggas five days a week. Is y'all some different type of niggas, bro? Y'all don't do y'all job. Y'all halfway do the work. Y'all come in late. You be in the bathroom half the day, sitting on your phone, scrolling Instagram and TikTok and making reels and all this other type of stuff. Halfway and then have do an the expectation. work. Come on, bro. Get to work late. Don't even start work. Then you got to go for it to refrigerator. Put your lunch up. Then you got to come back. Then you just got to stop and get your coffee. Then you got to stop and talk to somebody that you seen talk about what happened yesterday. By that time, it's 10 o'clock. You go to a 10 o'clock meeting from 10 to 10.30. You get out to 10 to 10.30. Then you go talk for 15 minutes about what happened in the meeting. You talk 15 minutes about what happened in the meeting. Cackling this and that. You go back to your desk for a sit for about 30 minutes. Answer two emails. Get tired. Next thing you know, it's lunchtime. Go to lunch. Come back from lunch late. Then you come back from lunch late. Then you got to stop and talk to the other friend that you ain't see this morning. You, three o'clock and roll around. You ain't done no work. You done done that four days out the week. Now it's Friday. Now you realize you got a bunch of stuff to do. Now it's you trying to city. come to yeah. me at My three o'clock on a Friday afternoon My asking problem. for help. <laughs> and then the, the performance review coming, you feel like you should have got a larger raise. You ain't done no damn work the whole year. <laughs> <laughs> Taking mental health days, making mistakes. Then you come to me, you got something going on, and you like, uh. hey. Uh, I need your help, and then you talk to me like, oh, well, I, well, my mental health is just off, and I this and that, and I say, you know what? Why do I only hear about your mental health after you've made what a mistake? <laughs> when things going good, when you coasted, I ain't heard nothing about your mental health. I, you don't need a break, you don't need a day, you don't need nothing. As soon as something go wrong, now you need a mental health day. You know who else's mental health is off? Mine, nigga. Mine. Mine. I'm dealing with yours. Mine. <laughs> Come on, bro. What is wrong with y'all? Sitting there, I'm hey. tired, y'all. I know y'all can hear. I'm hey, tired, real, bro. No, it's legit. It's legit. I'm like, no, this is what legit. this is. And everybody, everybody want to be the boss. Everybody want leader. Everybody got something to say about leadership. Leadership need to do this. Leadership should do leadership. Man, we don't got good leadership. We can't go nowhere without leadership. Then let them be in a situation where they got to make a decision. And niggas get anxiety. Niggas get, get anxiety. Up. Can't make a decision. Now I'm like, no, nigga. Leadership should know. What, what would you do mm -hmm. in this situation? Mm -hmm. How would you handle the situation? 
what do you advise that we do taking into account these these principles that I'm gonna give you right now? You know what I'm saying? So it's like everybody got everybody got something to say about leadership. So it's time to lead. Then don't nobody yeah, know what to do. Mm. Absolutely, no. That's facts. That's big facts. That's big facts. So yeah, Troy, I understand your point, but um, a lot and a lot of times people too they know what they're doing. They use buzzwords to try to get over in certain situations. Yep. And, and now mm-hmm. I know mental health is real, but in the example that Melvin gave, you ain't done nothing this whole time. Now we got a deliverable. Now all of a sudden, your 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 pH is off. You can't do this because your 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 mental ain't right. Um, or uh, Hot, like I just used the example, a hostile work environment. Well, explain to me what is so hostile about that. If you can't explain that, we not. What are we doing here? <laughs> like, why are we having a conversation? So it's a lot of that kind of stuff. So I feel you. I feel you, bro. I feel you. And T dot one of them niggas that's gonna have that's gonna report to HR. I just want y'all to know that's what he did. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna report y'all to HR. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> I only hey listen. I've only reported one person to HR ever. Okay, only one person to HR. I and put trust up with me, a, HR don't want to deal with it. That's the thing. They don't, HR bro. Not, bro. We don't bro, think that, y'all think that people want to deal with this stuff, and they don't. But they got to because all these stupid rules that them be, been created because of y'all, man. They done made the work environment so that people don't have to work and expect to get paid. Exactly. People don't really do work. Exactly. That's why it takes so long for us to get through stuff. Niggas having meetings yes. about a meeting to get ready for a meeting. I'm like, what are we oh doing? Oh my gosh, Melvin. We having a meeting to get ready for a meeting? Yes. Fact. Fact. It's Fact. crazy. Makes no sense. Yeah, man. Uh, makes no sense. Also, let me go back to the person that I did report because I don't want Lace's <laughs> evaluation of me <laughs> to be everything. This person was a straight up terror. No one, everyone put up with his stuff. And if, when I finally put, when I finally said I'm putting my foot down, everybody was, uh, was, was cheering me on. Oh yeah, Troy, please do that. Do that. Do that. I'm like, why don't y'all say something now? Be, y- y'all never addressed it. And so because y'all never addressed it, I got to be the one to be, mm-hmm. uh, to be the bad guy. I was like, all right, bet. So he was straight up Tara. I had support. I had I had uh, um, um, I had uh, witnesses for meetings where he would just be a straight up terror. So I was not just reporting people just for the sake of reporting people lace. That's not what I do. Well, the thing is, that even in that example, again, if you ain't got enough fortitude, I'm not talking about you, T-Dot, because obviously you sent an anonymous email to HR. and I did, It was not anonymous. I put my name. <laughs> To whom it may concern. <laughs> but for those people who supported you in silence, I can't get down with that either. Like yeah, I'm not facts. even I'm not even listening to that BS because again, if you support me in silence then and you're not willing to put your own name on the line or risk it for a solution, we can't even we ain't even on the same level. I can't deal with you in that capacity. And we see it yes. all the time. Like you said, I'm so glad you did that. Yes, this person is Nah, if you ain't willing to do it because you scared, whatever, whatever, keep it pushing, yo. Keep it pushing. I don't even need you in my work circle. Keep it pushing. Mm. That could be a whole subject, a whole a whole podcast episode. That oh, that fact, right there. absolutely supporting absolutely. in silence. Support. Yeah, in nah, silence. we not doing that. You, you, you want not me to it. put me out there so you can benefit from it? 
and you know you've experienced the same thing and you just scared I'm scared to talk about nah, it nah bro keep it pushing yo keep it pushing kid <laughs> keep it pushing no can do no can do I hate that I hate that in the workplace yeah. too or when someone come to you and be like others have others have also said the same well, who are the others Right. Yes. right. All right. y'all come together. We have a meeting, so I can tell all y'all the same thing at the same time. Who are the others? Then everyone starts stuttering. Yeah. Oh, I've heard, or I feel like I ain't Mm-mm. on that. I need the facts, boo boo. I need the facts. <laughs> I feel like it's cold in here, but that don't, I don't mean care that what you feel, feel like. like that. <laughs> yeah. You better get on a coat. You better put you a know coat what I'm on. Saying? Like, come on, man. So as you can hear in my voice, I'm tired, y'all. Okay, my Maybe boy one Ty. Day I'll share more more about my experiences, but just you know, it costs to be the boss. You know, to whom much is given, much fact. is required is what I've always been told, and I'm really heavy is the head that wears more, the crown, as they say. You know? Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Yeah, is it is it's whack, especially you know people. A lot of people want to be the leader because all they see themselves doing is bossing other people around. They think that sure. the leaders don't necessarily work. They like, oh, they don't do nothing, so I want to be the boss, so I cannot do nothing. And then you be the boss, and then the more you go up, you know, the more you realize, like, you are doing more work. It's just it's less different. physical it's labor, a, yeah. more thinking, like, right. more thinking structure, mm-hmm. which can be more exhausting, to be yes. honest with you, than when you only have to focus on one thing. If you get really efficient at that one thing and figure out the system, you could you could coast through the day. You could coast through mm-hmm. the day and still get paid. When you got to be up strategizing and making this overarching decisions about the direction of a company or a group of people or stuff like that, like that joint becomes taxing on your brain and your soul. And a lot of time, you know, as much as you try to prepare your days could be very unpredictable and you become very reactive because you dealing with people, you know, who got mental health problems every time something don't go right or they got complaints about things that's irrelevant to the job or the workplace, you know, or they mm-hmm. trying to get over on things like a whole bunch of stuff yes. that you got to constantly deal with you know, all the time. And then depending on the situation that you're in or the level that you up, you can't even always turn work off. Like some of y'all go on vacation. Y'all turn y'all email off. Y'all turn y'all Bruh. messaging off. Y'all ain't got to look at nothing till you get back. Nigga, when I go right. on vacation, I'm a, I'm at work. work. I, right. I'm yes. still at work because if something come through, I got to That's why I don't it. use no days at all. I'll I'm be gone. Off. I'm not putting, I tell press, I ain't putting in no time because y'all go hit me up. Y'all hit me up <laughs> on the weekend. Y'all hit me up at the house. <laughs> I'm not putting Bruh, in no time. Always so, working. That's legit, Lace. That is legit. That is legit. I, I respect that. I ain't putting in no so, time. So that's, that's why I said it. earlier, Lace. Even if I even if I did call out tomorrow, I'd still be working because something gonna come and the up. Thing, and somebody the thing gonna too is, on top of that, Mel, people don't respect your time as much when you're they in don't. a position of leadership because. Um, granted, you know, we have certain things within our portfolio, our responsibility, but at the end of the day, we're in the people business and peopling is draining. You know what I'm saying? So when you got to look at all these different factors, this, that, and the third, the opinions, and you have to make strategic, um, choices and decisions. That is what most people struggle with because they don't even, they can't even do it on a day to day basis. Right. You ask somebody what they want to eat for lunch. You might get 50 different answers. You can't even decide what you want to eat for lunch, but you want to tell me you go, you can decide on how to spend $5.5 million over the next two years. Come on, mm-hmm. man. Come on, bro. Mm-hmm. Miss me with that. Miss Come me on, with bro. that. So yeah, no, nah, mm-hmm. the business of people is, is definitely um, draining and it's hard to, once you're um, programmed, it's hard to turn it off. You know what I mean? And people do not respect your time as much um, when you have a, 
you know, different things going on um, across the board. So, yeah, I don't definitely. know what's wrong with y'all, man. I don't know what's wrong with this generation or this generation of workers, man. Uh, like, in, like when I was brought up, if you had personal problems, you were supposed to turn that off when you get to work. Like, right. if you got right. personal right. stuff right. going right. on, right. once you walked into work, like that was not supposed. That was not supposed to matter. Didn't nobody care. Well, nobody checking for that. You got a job to do. If you can't do that, you know, we'll find somebody else to do your job. Now people are prioritizing their personal life over their work. Or it's like, yeah, that's, right. that's why yeah, most yeah. people can't get through the day because of they, they personal stuff. I'm like, I got, you know, people like, oh, you know, I'm having, I'm having girl problems. You know, me and this girl was doing this and that. So my <laughs> work today, this and that. And I told the nigga straight, I said, well, you really going to have some girl problems when you ain't got no damn money because we about to lose your job because you ain't good. <laughs> These are really going to have girl problems. You ain't going to be able to afford the girlfriend, nigga. I'm like, you need to now, lock in, Now, Mel, Mel, we not, we not going to be too insensitive. Like, some personal stuff, like you have to address like you know family issues somebody dies you know what i'm saying like hospitalized that's definitely understandable but for some of the stuff that uh like as you mentioned that is that is a little bit too much so here's my take well hit me out Absolutely. troy let me can i can i get this off late ahead, and, I'm, ahead, and ahead, i know man. you got my ahead, i know go you go i know ahead. you I, I feel you i just want to get this off to troy because he said it to me so it okay it's not that and this is for everyone who's an employee listen to what i'm about to say right now the expectation, not just for me, but for most employers, if your issue is that severe to where you cannot do your job, call out, take off, use your days, whatever you have going on. If it's a loved one, you're probably going to get bereavement anyway. Take the time that you need. Take your days off, whatever. If you choose to come to work, if you choose to log in, whatever you got going on personally is irrelevant to okay. the job yeah, and the work day at that that. point. If it's going to impact you that much to where you can't focus on what I need you to focus on throughout the day, take the day off. Call in sick or whatever. But if you're going to show up, that means you're committing to doing the job. Once you show up, you're right. saying, I'm committing to do to do my responsibility. And, nigga, if you, the, the equal exchange is you get a paycheck. This ain't no favor. You getting compensated. So whether you do a poor job or a good job, your check going to show up every two weeks until you get fired. So you got to hold up your end of the deal. You want your boss to pay you, you need to do the job. So if you can't focus on work. I agree with you. I agree with you on that. And actually, let me me clarify. I'm talking about, like, if you call out for work and stuff like that. If you coming into work, come to work. Do your thing. I agree with you. But the yeah. thing is, Troy, people are scared to even call out of work. Like you got the time to use if right, you have right, right, time right. accumulated. Use it. I'm not going to ask you no questions. Like I had a, a employee out last week. Hey, Doc, I got this going on. I'm going to call out today. Okay, do your thing. I'm not asking no questions. The thing is, people don't want, they feel as though they owe something or they have to explain as to why they aren't there or why they aren't. Don't show up if you're not going to do your gig. That's just, that's just what it is. Even, case in point, we had a um, listening tour last week with the entire um, community college. And multiple people got on the line saying that, um, so within our policy, we have, um, you have to use annual time for bereavement. We did away with bereavement like most organizations have done. Most people don't mm-hmm. have set bereavement time locked in. So you have to use your annual time. Well, I don't think it's fair to have to use annual time to go to my aunt's funeral. Well, what what else was the f- was going to use? You're not working. So, I mean, <laughs> what, what, what are we doing? They, what, this, what are we doing like, here? 
sound like they want to be paid to go to the honor. Yeah, funeral. they do. But that's the expectation. And, and that's, they and do. That's, and that's what I'm saying. That 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 doesn't even make sense. We have a business. The doors are going to be open regardless. We have a business need. You are a part of this business. If you aren't here, if you were sick, you had to call out sick. If you was taking vacation, you had to use annual time for that. This is just right. another. You just happened. You just so happened to be going to a funeral using your time. You know right, what I'm right, right. I don't ask you right. what you're doing on your time. You're just using your time to do whatever whatever you want. It just so happens to be a funeral. That's what I'm talking about. People just have a crazy expectation. And they and I understand we've shifted a lot due to COVID and that kind of thing. People's work, um, life balance and stuff like that means more to folks. And they're actually taking advantage of certain things. But don't come at me complaining about, oh, I don't have bereavement. Most, if you poll most organizations and most companies, they don't use bereavement time anymore. You, you get one bucket of time. You use yeah, yeah, that yeah. as you see fit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and a lot of orgs is passing out unlimited PTO these days. Correct. Just yeah, to entice fucking... people to just to and entice people should. to work. And that's wild to me. How, how that is wild that they're giving people unlimited PTO. My company offers unlimited PTO. That's what I, that's what I'd be saying, Troy. Like, if you can't focus, take the day off. You have unlimited PTO, but you find you'll find honestly the companies that offer unlimited PTO, the employees actually take less time than right. companies who don't right. offer unlimited PTO. Like the vast majority of the team don't even take off for the most part. Like they take off here and there, but they don't. You would think that they would abuse the unlimited PTO and take off lots of amount of time, but they actually don't. They use less. A mm. couple people I told a couple people I had to tell last year to take time off. Like you have to take time off. Like mm-hmm. pick a week, pick a whatever, but you have to take time off. Cuz they hadn't That's taken That's a good leader days. right there. That's a good leader right there. When your leader recognizes how hard you work and is like, "Hey, I need for you to take some time off cuz I Yeah, need to, get out of here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get out of here. I'll be trying I'll be trying to work with them, Troy. They're making it hard, bro. I'll be trying to follow it's your rules here, and man. steps, you know what I'm saying? But you know but it, you know, I don't want to rant. I don't. I don't. Took us thirty minutes extra because I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, bro. The, hey, and the and and the potty. This is gonna be um, entitled. Troy go report you to HR. <laughs> <laughs> that is not going to be the title if I have any control Ooh. over, it, and I do. T. Um, that go report you to HR. Oh man, that was funny. Well, I ain't got the moral of the story tonight, y'all. I feel like we talked about a lot, half of which I can't even remember what we touched on. So I don't think I have anything that can. A tie little bit of everything, a lot, a lot of work related and yeah, life related career. concepts. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you want to advance your career, stay the f- off my line. That's what. That's the. <laughs> that's the moral of the story. I will say this. Uh, I don't have a moral of the story either, but I will ask a question to our to our listeners. What are you going to do to help us become full time podcasters? What are you going to do? That's a hey. That's what a, are you going to do? That's a wonderful way to close the party, bro. What are you going to do? Party, <laughs> so y'all ponder yes, on Troy's question. Uh, do your homework. Leave comments. In, you know, in the section, let us know how you plan to help us get to the get to the next level, so we can start offering more content like we're doing right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm, absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. And until next time, this has been the Manly D's Podcast, man. As always, we out.